Hey there, and welcome to the Build Your Good Life show. My name is Pablo Willis. This show is all about how to build yourself a life of happiness, a life of value, and a life of impact. I'm here with my co-host and compadre, Maddie May, aka The Bills Bat. Now, we both run very real businesses and real teams, and because of the money and time that those create, you will never hear ads on this show. But that doesn't mean the podcast is free. Our simple price is this. If you feel like you got some value from listening to one of our episodes... Please recommend it to a friend so that they can start the journey towards living their good life. And together, we can all become unstoppable. Maddie, how you doing today, dude? I'm good, man. It's springtime. Sun's out. Weather's getting nicer. Sun's out. Gun's out, man. You're going to show off all that working out you've been doing pretty soon, eh? That's it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, right on. Now, uh, for everybody listening, today's show is the second part in a series on living your good life. And... This series is all about what it actually takes to live a good life. And if you didn't get a chance to take a look at last week's episode on happiness, um, make sure you go back and check that out. But this week builds on that foundation of happiness. And today we're going to be talking about what it takes to become a valuable person, not just a happy one. Now... I think a lot of people dream about being like successful, big homes, fast cars, freezing to do whatever they want. Um, I mean, it, everybody has that dream, eh, Maddie? I, I don't know a single person that doesn't. Who doesn't? But who, the thing is, who's willing to put in the work and re- truly understand what it takes to, to live that life? That's yeah. A- yeah, it's very true, right? Very, very few people truly understand how to achieve it. It's just dreams, man. It's just dreams. And... We've read a ton of books on this subject. Uh, we follow a lot of guys on that do this kind of stuff. And from everything we've learned, we've really broken down becoming a valuable person into three parts. Um, but before we get into that on today's show, I think there's one underlying concept you need to understand before you can understand how to become valuable. And that is this. People don't like even trades. They're always selfish. They're always looking to get more than they give. And for people to do an exchange with you, you need to give them something which they see as more valuable than what they are giving you. And if you do that one thing, you will become a very, very, very rich person. But that raises the simple question. How do you deliver high value in a way that doesn't consistently rob you of your time and resources and instead of making you poorer and poorer and poorer, makes you richer and richer and richer? And that's what today's show is all about and that's what so few people have figured out. And it's a process to get there. There's no quick cut for this. It's a process. So we're going to go through those that process and we're going to break it down into three parts. Now, The first thing you need to learn about delivering value to people is that the first step you need to build is high value skills. These are skills you personally have that other people find valuable. And 
One thing you can always bet on with high value skills is the reason that they're high value is probably two things, eh, Maddie? They're hard and they take experience. I mean, if not, no one would value them. If you're going to flip burgers, it's not that fucking hard. doesn't take much experience and people don't value it very much. Absolutely. I agree with it a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, it's very important to understand that. So the high value skills, you know, you know, you need to learn and, and, and that's going to take, take some time. And I think if you realize that high value skills take understanding and learning, one of the first foundational things you need to do in your life is learn how to learn fast and hack the system. And I'll, I'll give you guys a, a quick hack that, um, that Matt and I learned. You know, we just simply did not have the time to fuck around spending years in university learning a bunch of shit that didn't apply to the current problems we have. Like, fuck that. I don't have five years to go get my fucking MBA and where I only can apply 30% of the things I learned. It just doesn't make any sense. Plus, it's going to cost me 200 fucking grand. Like, return on investment is fucking terrible there unless I just want to use the MBA to go work for somebody else. I disagree with this. Yeah. Instead, yeah. we didn't have that option. We didn't have that time. So instead, we hacked the systems. And what we did is... By the we, fucking textbook. Yeah, it's simple. <laughs> we, we actually went in and when we, we would start to build problems. And once we could, I, like, once we know what we needed to learn, we just go find the best course. First of all, Harvard textbooks are online. You don't need to, they'll share them what the, the textbooks you're going to, you, they're going to teach you in their courses. So instead of paying fucking Harvard, Harvard, you go find the fucking textbooks that they've learned, which is a compilation of somebody's very smart, all the things that they know. You get that textbook for fucking a hundred dollars instead of $200,000 and you fucking learn what you need to learn out of that textbook. And all of a sudden you can learn super technical, intense information, super fast and super effectively. And honestly, this is the number one thing you should learn if you're starting your journey, because, you know, I, I think, I think this hack alone is going to kill universities. People well, are going to put them out of business. Business. Yeah, I was going to say diplomas are becoming less and less relevant as we move forward. Like, you know, 20 years ago or, you know, whatever. Sure, yeah, people were looking for diplomas, degrees, all this stuff. Nowadays, people just care if you can actually do the job or not. I know there's some things that you need diplomas for, but. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's like um, my brother works for a company. It's hilarious. His CEO has a. Um, what he calls a GSD scale. So he says, look, man, you seem like a really smart person, but do you get shit done or not? And he's like, <laughs> I value people that get shit done. And to get Love shit that. done, you got to be able to learn fast. And he rates his, his employees on their ability to get shit done. You're low GSD, you get fucking fired. You know what I mean? I just love this so much. So it's just, anyways, it's a simple hack to learn fast. If you can't learn fast, it's going to take you so long to get high value skills that you're going to have a hard time even starting this journey. You know what I mean? And I, I, I want to just add to that and just say that I think where a lot of people get hung up is just, you know, 
they just make excuses and they're not willing to put in the work to go read these books, do the, do the knowledge on it, you know, spend some time. That's where a lot of people go wrong, I think. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like where everybody goes wrong. It's like, I don't even want to read a book about learning something new. It's like, okay, man, well, you're never going to be rich. Go fuck yourself. Like we have nothing else to talk about. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's always a test to somebody. Hey, Matt, we know this a lot. You know, it's like, look, we recommend a book on every single one of our shows. If someone's never read a fucking book, it's like, it's a classic question. How many books you read last year? Uh, I think I finished half of one. Well, that's all the answer you need to understand who the fucking person is. You know, that's it. That's the only question you need. Anyways. We get it. We can fucking go off on this all day, dude. This is this is the foundational piece. If you're not willing to learn, you will not earn. End of discussion. And this leads into something else, though. Because learning is not going to take you all the way there. Because the reason high-value skills are high-value is oftentimes they come with a lot of risk. Because what a high-value skill does is protect somebody else from risk and from failure. And to learn that high value skill, you are going to run into failure. You are going to fail. That's where experience comes from. It's learning plus experience. And the only way to get experience is through failure. So learning high value risks means you're going to have to learn them. And then you're going to have to take risks on executing the stuff that you have learned. And when you take those risks, you can expect failure. The big thing though, with guys that... Um, the big thing with guys that, that, that do well is they fucking fail well, man. When they fail, they learn. And since they're failing all the fucking time because they're learning all the fucking time, that leads to the mentality of what we call Kanai, constant, never-ending improvement. They're in a constant state of improvement. Their skills are getting better all the time and their mentality changes into this piece of constantly improving, constantly get better. And when you meet somebody that starts to do that, it's like the first sign that they're going to be fucking great, man. The first sign that you're going to be great is that like your mentality switch to wanting to be better all the time, not just staying and being happy in the same place, man. It's fucking awesome. This shit pumps me up so much, dude. People like that can be intimidating. Fucking rights, man. There's people that aren't living like that, right? (laughs) Yeah, and and a a lot of times people like are scared of people like this and they can they're like, oh, that guy's fucking nuts. You know, he's not nuts. He's just you're being a little bitch and that guy's moving forward and you're staying the same. And it's like it's the classic friend group thing, right? The people you're friends in high school with, some of them want to stay the same and you get better. They don't want to be friends with you anymore because you being around them makes them feel bad about themselves. You know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. So Anyways, like, so this is the, th- the third part of it is that you switch that mentality. And then what starts to happen here is that you're learning a ton. You're failing a ton. You're getting a ton of experience. And from that, you're improving a ton. And once you start improving a ton, at some point, you need to start tracking the improvements that you're making. And there's so many of them that you need a way to compile them. And that leads us into the second part of being a valuable person, which is starting to compile high value systems. Now, 
These are fucking awesome. This is where you really start to win. This is where the separation really starts to happen. And the first part of building a high value system is actually understanding where you need to add value. Now, when you build high value skills, what's going to happen is you're going to go through those failures that we were just talking about. And something is going to happen that's amazing. What's going to get really obvious is what's really hard to do on the path that you're taking and what the things that are just tedious and slow and what are the things that people fail at consistently? Where are the friction points? And once you start to learn those, either by doing them yourself or watching people that are doing them, you're going to understand where in what you do a system needs to be built to eliminate that friction and where people truly need the value added. And there's no point building a system till you truly understand that. I think a lot of people build shitty systems because they don't wait long enough to truly understand the value. And, but when you do, it allows you to build amazing systems. So once you're armed with the stuff that's hard, now you can build a system. And great systems are really simple. All they do is allow normal people to accomplish great things. Things that they could never do on their own. And if you ever build a system, this is the way you need to think about it. How do you allow a normal person to do something great? Matt and I have a concept in our business we call the French fry employee. It's like, how can I make um, building or investing or whatever we do, how could we make that complicated problem able to be done by a French fry employee? And if a French fry employee could do it, then if you put somebody that is amazingly talented, motivated, and pushing, they're going to fucking explode. And our job is to create amazing systems that allow people to explode. And that should be the fundamental of any great system. And you see these all the time. Like, you know, you know the reason you're willing to pay a thousand bucks for your goddamn phone is because it gives you access to things that exponentially increase your power and convenience. That's why you're willing to do it because, you know, Apple or Samsung built that system that allows you to do it. That's why you're willing to pay for it. And these systems are everywhere. Hey, Maddie? Absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, at a very granular level, it's just, just about, you know, systems that make people's lives better. Right. Like that's it. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look, like, you know, we were chatting a bit before the show, but like, you know, Amazon, they get shit to you really fast. Uber, they make transportation super easy. Google, they make getting information super easy. So they're amazing systems. I mean, I love Google because they're, you know, one of the most influential companies in the world. And it all starts on this simple page that says Google and like a search bar. And that's, that's the service they provide. And the back end of it is crazy powerful um, because it makes our lives so much better. Anyways, so now you've understood the value and then you've built a system, but there starts to be a problem. Now you need people to operate the systems because people are going to want to grow those systems. And that's where things start to get a little less selfish and start to um, cause a change that needs to be um, implemented in your life. 
Because when you need people to operate the systems, you need to learn how to lead people. And when you lead people, it means you're going to have a shift where you need to start truly caring about others. Because people follow people that truly care about them. The whole idea of a leader is that I'm willing to follow a leader because he's willing to protect me. That's it. I follow that guy. I give that guy things because he's willing to protect me. And when you're protecting others, that means you're looking out for them, not just yourself. And it takes a lot of work to become a true leader. It takes, it takes truly having empathy to, to look out for others. And, and it's probably one of the world's hardest and highest callings to be a leader of other human beings. And I think it's truly rewarding, but it's definitely something that's that's tough to do and uh and it takes learning like just yeah, like learning yeah, we, how to be a plumber you got to learn how to be a leader eh, Matt? absolutely and we we talked about this before with like you know being part of a team and like people's intent and you can uh you can see through people's intent you know pretty quickly and know whether they actually give a fuck about you and and is looking out for for you as well like versus somebody that is just trying to you know, they're out for themselves, basically. And it's a selfish... Uh, yeah, it's the, so. the, the fake leader, right? They uh, they pretend... The only reason they have you around is so they make money. And no one wants to be around people like that. Fuck people like that. They just It's just a selfish way to live your life. It's not a good way to live your life. As opposed to, some, as opposed to people that are looking out for you and want to help you get better. And you are glad to help them with what they're doing because of the way they view you. You know what I mean? So I fully agree with that. Totally. And let's talk about the outcome of this because now you've understood the value, you've built the systems and you're able, you have the skills to lead people and now your systems are going to fucking start creating resources. And that's awesome because that allows you to start reaping some amazing results. Um, um, You're going to start to get time. You're going to start to get money. You're going to start to get all sorts of resources. And now you're going to need to take these resources And you're going to have to invest them. And that's where you get into the third part of being a valuable person. And that is collecting high value assets. Um, And assets are things that are investments, basically, that, that, that pay you back money. And there's three main things to consider when you're looking at any investment or you're trying to acquire any asset. The first one and the most important one is downside risk. What can happen to some investment or asset when everything goes wrong? What are the factors that cause failure in that asset? This is always the number one thing to examine in an investment. What is that downside risk? And we love real estate because of the downside risk protection that it offers. That's why we love it so much. Then once you understand the downside risk, the next thing you want to understand is what is the upside potential. And upside potential is how much return can I get? Now, if something has a huge downside risk and a small upside potential, you're obviously not going to make that investment. Something that has a small downside risk and a large upside potential Obviously, that's amazing. 
And upside potential takes understanding. You know, you have to understand things like leverage, growth, and demand. You need to understand what the factors are that cause the upside potential in your investment. And once you have something with low downside risk and high upside potential, then the third thing you need to understand when you're acquiring assets is simple. How much time till I get my initial capital back? It's the importance of time in your investment. And if you don't consider that, you'll never really truly understand your investment. Um, the time, time value of money. Yeah, it's, right? the, it's the time value of money. And something amazing happens when you get your capital out of an investment. When your capital comes back out, your downside risk, if it's the can can be grossly mitigated because you don't have a lot to lose. And when you can when you can truly remove your capital, that's when something goes from being an investment to being an asset because it doesn't have any of your money in it, yet it owes you or pays you money every month. And Dude, this is why real estate is so powerful. There's a system in which you can get your money back out of the asset, out of the investment, and turn it into a cash-flowing, stable asset with low downside risk. It's why we love it so much. But it doesn't matter what you're investing in. you got to understand these three things. What's the downside risk? What's the upside potential? And how? what is the time frame to get your capital back? That's all you need to know. And just ask questions. Whoever you're dealing with, ask them the questions about that stuff. And you're going to do very, very well um, in building your assets. And there you have it. It's, it's, it's that simple. The roadmap to developing into a valuable person. Someone who will create enormous success. Not just for themselves, but the people and teams that they support. People that, people that can execute at a high level will have truly impactful lives, which is what next week's final episode of this series is all about, by the way. Um, it's all about that amazing time in your life when you can use your success to improve the world around you. And Maddie, your grandfather had, you know, a uh, you know, very impactful life, very happy guy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to see people that have done this in the right way. I hey, did. Yeah, big time, big time. I mean, it's uh, it's absolutely refreshing. Somebody that uh, genuinely cares for others, right? And that's how they live their life, and that's how they run their business. Um, Dude, and just to be around somebody like that, it's uh, yeah. Tell the story great. of that developer um, b- back from your framing days. Yeah, so I used to frame houses. I I framed homes for about ten years. I had a had a business for this, but uh, but yeah. So there was I was building a home for this developer. Uh, you may, some of you may know Connect. Um, he's a developer, a real estate developer, owns some apartment buildings. But anyways, uh, this is about 10, 15 years, well, maybe not that one, maybe 10 years ago, uh, building, framing some homes on a, on a job site, you know, middle of construction, you know, the guy didn't have to be there. But anyways, the guy came by on like a, a weekly basis, you know, just, always happy, always talking to the trades. And he, you know, I had a conversation with him. I, I just thought it was great. I thought it was uh, really refreshing. The guy was very nice. He actually, you could tell that he, he actually cared. 
you know, and he, he actually enjoyed what he was doing, you know, and again, he didn't have to be there. Yeah. The guy's loaded. Like, obviously, he could be sitting on a beach somewhere, but he's not. He's there, you know, once a week or whatever. And Yeah, he cares about the just, people underneath him. He cares about the people underneath him. He cares about the process. And he enjoys his journey. 100%. And, and I, I just love what you said before about, like, how refreshing it is to meet people like that, man. It just fucking feels great to meet people like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You just want to be around people that are like that, to be honest. And and you know what? People like that, you're glad they're rich. You're like, man, I'm I'm I've like I have no problem with a rich person that's like that. It's like, man, this yeah, person's awesome. They're, yeah, they're giving back. They're helping those around them, right? They're not so, just you know selfish people that are you know grumpy assholes, like all about money, you know, and me, 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 right? It's uh, two very different values and and ways of living for sure. Totally, totally. And for those guys listening, I I, I you know. I recommend you think about that because, you know, a selfish rich person is probably the worst fucking thing on earth. So, um, as always guys, if you found some value in today's show, remember our price and please recommend it to a friend. And if you're looking for some more in-depth understanding on this stuff, I want to recommend a great book of one man's journey to, to his good life. And it's let my people surf by Yvonne Chouinard. He was the founder of Patagonia. It's a great read about somebody who cares about things more than just money who came from, you know, failure and, and, and working hard and slowly building something up to somebody who's super, super successful and really takes care of, you know, the environment, uh, his community, the people that work for him. It's amazing. Um, so a great read and highly recommend again, that's let my people surf by Yvonne Chouinard. And as always guys, remember your habits are either holding you back or pushing towards your wildest dreams. It's your choice. Now go out there and keep building your good life. Bye for now.